Hello and welcome to the Cinema Podcast. After a ridiculously long absence, very sorry about that, we are back to talk through some news and also talk about our 10 favourite, most iconic roles in any movie of all time. That made no sense, but let's get into it. Okay. We're back, guys. Um, we're back. Yes. Finally. I'm so sorry. It was pretty much completely my fault, really. Uh, I had exams and stuff at school, and I was, uh, yeah, I'm busy. But uh, we're now back. We've got a really epic uh, episode coming up next week, which we'll yes. tell you a bit more next about later. So it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Stick till the end. So, but but this, week, this week, we will just be chilling talking about some 10 iconic movie roles we won't have any franchise frenzy because i'm can't be bothered sorry we'll do it next actually no we won't do it next week we'll do it in two weeks we'll explain why we won't be doing it next week when next week's better than franchise frenzy and i know it's going to be quite hard to, to think of something that's better than franchise frenzy but believe me this is so yes uh how are you love i've watched sure. any movies in the last like five months we have <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i'm doing pretty good um i watched first Mad Max movie. It was okay. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't that bad. Um, other stuff have I watched? I watched, I watched, um, I've watched quite a few actually. I've watched Syriana, watched Mystic River. I've watched, um, uh, I have, I've watched quite a few things. I, I need to uh, get my list up. I actually, yeah. I'll get back to you. What have you watched? <laughs> I'm muted. Sorry. Um, I didn't know you'd made a list. That's a very cool thing. Well, I think you made a list anyway. So I have actually because I've been doing all the work and stuff, not very much, but I have watched. I think I think the only thing I've watched. No, I've watched. Surely I've watched more than that. I don't. I, well, the only thing I can remember is that I watched uh, Nomadland, the best picture winner from this year, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao. And The Hobbit. I watched the first Hobbit film as well. Yeah. We'll talk more about um, that later. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the next yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, I, remembered, um, I remembered another one. I watched oh, Little yeah. Miss Sunshine. That was pretty funny. Oh, I've heard of that. Is that good? Yeah. It's, 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 it's not bad. It's fun to watch with people. I wouldn't recommend watching it by yourself because uh, it's like, I don't watch comedy. I don't know. Comedies by yourself should just sad, let's be honest. Apart from uh, if it's Monty Python or Johnny English. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so as I was saying, I watched Nomadland, the film that won Best Picture this year by the director who's making The Eternals, which we'll talk oh, a bit more about later. We'll talk, yeah, but yes, exactly. did you see Nomadland yet? Or are you going no, to watch it? I, I don't oh. even, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I am planning, I'm planning to watch the Zack Snyder zombie movie, Army of the Dead. Oh yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I'm cool. planning to watch that soon. So yeah. yeah. You know, talking about Zack Snyder, he, he said this week he wanted to make a direct comic book translation 
with a new cast of The Dark Knight Returns. And I just read that book. And I mean, that would be insane. So I'm hoping it does that. But anyway, um, that's all I think I watched as well. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But yeah. So And then, then I saw an article of people put, putting the... um. Uh, like saying who they'd cast in the roles, and some of those choices are like amazing. Willem Dafoe is an older Joker. That'd be insane. But, yeah, um, that would. Yeah, an older Batman, older Superman. I can't exactly remember who they who the casting was. But there were some great choices. But yes, let's get into the news because yeah, let's do it. Uh, I don't have. I still don't have a theme for the news. We will have a theme for the news. Bro, I was. I'm sorry, I, I thought Let, we. Po- I thought I literally thought we paused to listen to the theme tune. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm nah, sorry. Nah, we'll nah. have one. We we will have one very soon. Very very, very soon. soon. I just need to make it. Yeah. I started making one, but then I just could. I wasn't getting anywhere. You know, when you're just trying to make something, but you yeah. can't. You just have. I yeah. I I wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah. No, sorry. But yes. Yeah. What is the first bit of news, Lev? So our first bit of news for today is that um, the trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage sequel to the 2017 film Venom uh, was released and we got our first look ever of a live action Carnage symbiote a symbiote everyone. and uh, in my opinion this like the design of Carnage actually looks so cool like I'm hyped to see it because I because of because it's Venom, you know, <laughs> I like I like Venom as a character, and uh, and also now that we've got a whole new symbiote that isn't just what's it called, Ro- Rage? No, what's the name? Whatever the whatever the name of the uh, of the uh, of the symbiote in the first movie that was the bad guy. Carnage. It, yeah. Oh oh no. Uh, oh what no 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 what's his face? Yeah, I literally. I know who you mean. It, well, yeah, the the bad guy in the first movie wasn't that. Riot, Riot, Riot that's yeah. it. It's Riot. It yeah. wasn't that interesting. It, I was only there to watch Venom in the first movie, but now I'm there to watch Venom and Carnage. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Carnage. Yeah, so I'm. I'm to be honest, I'm, I'm not. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if it's going to be a good film, but it will be an enjoyable film. So I'm. I'm. I'm pretty hyped for it, especially. I, like, I mean, I have. I, like, I mean, I like Andy Serkis, so like. <laughs> Kind of yeah, well, no, it's is Andy Serkis okay. in it? He's the, I he thought it was um directing, isn't he? Is he direct? Is he directing? Honestly, yeah, I think so. <laughs> no I'm, way. I'm not stupid. He is okay. Now yeah. that yeah. that okay, yeah. that lifted up. But did he direct the first one? Um, I think so. No, he didn't. Oh no. He okay, didn't. now okay. that that okay. makes me feel a little bit more excited about it. Exactly. Yeah. So now because I really, really did not like the first one, and um. Uh, I think it from the from the looks of the trailer, I don't think they've really fixed m- uh, many of the problems. My main problem was that it didn't know what it was going to be. It didn't know it was going to be a horror film or a comedy or a th- uh, like it, it, with villain films, you have to make the villain a villain rather than the hero because that annoyed me as well. So I'm hoping now we've got an even worse villain than Venom and Carnage, uh, we yeah. might get some meta stuff. And it's Andy Serkis, which I didn't realize. I don't actually see. I haven't seen any films he's directed, but obviously I've seen loads of films he's in. Yeah. So yeah. Plus, I also. I'm, I'm looking, I, is... I think I am looking forward to it, but it should be pretty. Yeah. Good. I think the from what it looks like in the trailer, it looks like they've done a like not a better job of animation, but it looks. I don't know. It has like a new look to it. Like in my opinion, it looks definitely. It looks, I think some of the fresh. stuff looks. Yeah, some of the stuff looks absolutely amazing in the trailer. Like the transformation of Carnage looks like. Oh yeah, they're going like. Yeah, we managed to make a Venom film R-rated. 
here's a Venom film that's R-rated. Um, yeah. As opposed to they're Venom, to, as opposed to the first to one. Mellow it down. Where it's like, yeah. yeah, where it's like, we made a Venom film R-rated, but it, it's not even R-rated. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, so I'm hoping Plus, they'll... I like like, all the, I, like I've seen a lot of trailer breakdowns of it and stuff. And I like all the Easter eggs that are inside of it. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's it, like the Easter eggs in it are cool. They even have like a yeah, they they Stanley have a lot of Easter eggs in a newspaper. Yeah. Like it's just like it's, yeah. it's it's cool, and I really like. How It'll be interesting to see how they do yeah. Stanley cameos from now on. Exactly. Like now that yeah. yeah, now that we saw him like their take of a Stanley cameo, even though he's not here, uh, yeah, as like as a background picture in a newspaper. So who knows. Yeah. What they'll do in the actual MCU, but yeah, overall, I'm pretty excited for Let There Be Carnage. Okay, the second bit of news uh, is that we got another trailer. Uh, we we've got quite a few trailers to speak. We've only we'll only go through two Marvel ones because they're the big ones. But uh, we've got the new trailer for the MCU film The Eternals, um, and yeah, it's it's directed by Chloe Zhao who directed the. Uh, the uh, the film I was talking about earlier, Nomadland, um, which I really enjoyed that film, especially from the directing and acting point of view. So I hope that she can carry that directing skill from there to Eternals. My first thought about the trailer was it looks amazing, but it looks incredibly different. So it's like, oh, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it looks very different. Actually, very similar to Nomadland in the way it's shot as well, but I'll get onto that later. What did you think of the trailer, Lev? You've seen it, right? Yeah, I have, yeah. And... I think it looks, I honestly, it looks very nice. But the thing that keeps on bugging me is throughout the entire trailer, they're talking about how they're there to protect humans. They're there to do all these great things. And they haven't done anything for anyone <laughs> in the entirety of the MCU. Did you, dude, did so... you see the comments? The comments on that trailer were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It was like, they were like, uh, wait, I'll get, I'll get them. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I Mo- think... Uh, I think I'm yeah. I'm excited half for of, it. Half but... of half oh, of all life gets wiped out by Thanos, the Eternals. We missed the part where that's our problem. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, yeah. spider reference there. And uh, yeah, the the Eternals sees a farm. This is an Eternals level threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Avengers it struggling. Looked... To, Avengers struggling to defeat Thanos and save the universe. Eternals. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah, it does raise questions, yeah. but they might, they um, might, oh yeah, they I might just, fix them. I, guess. I just hope that they have a good answer to why they yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. done anything. I hope it's not. Just... I mean, it was like in the DCEU. Why didn't the Martian Manhunter help in the exactly. other two films, like, even I, though he was there? Yeah, or like I hope they just don't make it, make them go into hypersleep or something or whatever you call it yeah and it's not just something really cliche and it's actually got a good reason like i hope that they maybe we to protect the time streams are they a time stream people no. so no to the people who don't know who the eternals are basically the celestials like ego uh supposedly like ego we don't know if ego was actually a celestial he just called himself one uh but uh if you can hear the dog my apologies but uh it's our it's our guest our guest every exactly. dog. um uh, but then yeah so the celestials created the eternals the humans and i can't remember the name of the third thing it's not malfunctions but it's like basically the eternals created three races the first one is the humans second one is the eternals and the third one is 
the deviants and the purpose well, is this of, the celestials created them right not yeah. the eternals celestials yeah, yeah, created okay. the eternals the deviants and the humans and basically the uh, eternals are there to protect the humans and the deviants are ba basically attack the humans attack the attack the eternals they're like the main enemy of the eternals so um i don't know even though they're supposed to be like the avengers but like op and way stronger um i don't know how they're gonna get away with making them see other threats as as like nothing throughout the movie before yeah or finding a it's way like... finding a way to make the deviants such a big of a threat that the that that the event or that it's an eternal level threat but it's not an avengers level threat like it yeah because me. yeah i'm pretty sure or they might not he was i'm pretty sure thanos was a is an eternal or something no so basically in the comics thanos is the cousin of Thena, who is an eternal okay in the comics surely the they'd part. attack if they knew that his that someone's yeah, cousin the mad exactly. titan that i need so we need this, like we this need film answers. looks awesome it looks cool, yeah but this film looks answers. really awesome yeah. but it's like i don't know what's gonna happen really yeah because yeah. that's such a hard thing to explain like oh yeah it wasn't a big enough threat literally half the universe got wiped out like it, it's a bit of a yeah it's gonna it's... be a bit of a hard one to get around but yeah. i'm sure they'll i'm sure, I'm sure they'll chloe find, Zhao, yeah, i'll say this chloe Zhao makes films really well she has a knack for seeing what is going to look really good which is what uh, was the common theme throughout nomadland apart from the amazing performance with uh, from francis mcdormand the or every single shot just looked sublime so i'm excited about it from that point and the, the trailer looks sublime as well it's just how yeah, are they going to explain like it's this shot also, really well, but yeah yeah exactly also the i mean it, to be honest from what we've seen it looks the best shot marvel film i've seen probably and um the only the only yeah but the my two worries about it that is firstly how are they gonna say how are they going to stop the Eternals from saving everything else? Like, you know what I mean? What we were talking about. How yeah. how are they going to explain the Eternals not helping the Avengers before? And, and how uh, are they going to explain the Deviants from being, for being yeah. an Eternals-level threat, but not an Avengers-level threat? So, yes. who knows? And and wait, and also uh, my, my other... Right, uh, my other, like, I think the thing that's hard about... Basically, the thing I think... Blah, can't speak today. The thing that I think is hard about making a superhero film or any film with a really powerful character is you've got to give them character flaws, and uh, and because they're not relatable if they're just like perfect. So I think, and I think that's where like Captain Marvel suffered, but where stuff like Thor and, Iron Man. in my opinion, Man of Steel, stuff like that, Iron Man. Yeah. Although Iron, the thing is, Iron Man isn't on that level where he's just ridiculously powerful. Yeah, like I'm talking yeah. the, the yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, they failed with Captain Marvel being overpowered. Uh, I don't and... think they got it right with Superman until Man of Steel. Mm. He's and... still fine, but he's yeah. also a bit like I think. Yeah, he's a bit I think Thor. Perfect. I think Thor is the is the perfect example. I guess he's super strong, but he's yeah. got he's got issues, and that I think I, Thor yeah. is like I think the they... main character we can uh, have as an yeah. example. They didn't. I don't. I don't think they complete with Thor. It took them a while to properly work it out. Obviously. Took, it took Taika Waititi to work it out in um, in Ragnarok, but he was still he was still very especially the first one. That film, by the way, so underrated. I love the first one, the first Thor film. Yeah, the but, first um, Thor films underrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, I mean, 
I I think yeah they've got to make them they've got to make them have character flaws, but at the same time not make it like oh well this this person has this problem this has another person has this problem. It's a balancing act, and it takes a while to get right. Yeah. But when it gets right, yeah. it's amazing. So yeah, that let's hope that um, that's um, going to be answered and all that stuff is going to be beautiful. So uh, third bit of news, last bit of news, basically. Um, this is news to me right now as I'm reading, not reading, but yes, reading actually. Uh, uh, basically, David Bautista, is that how you pronounce his name? I've never known Yeah, Dave Bautista, yeah. Bautista, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Dave Bautista. Who acts as Drax in the MCU, has revealed that after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, he will be stepping down from the role of Drax and he, he's not going to play him anymore in the MCU. Um, reasoning behind it is basically feels like they haven't done much character development on Drax. They haven't explored his character much, and uh, he's tired of uh, shooting every single scene shirtless. <laughs> so so um, he's yeah he's stepping down from the role. So yeah, very sad because yeah. I really like Drax. I like, but I, I think... like Drax. Yeah. But... Yeah. I think this. I I agree with not exploring him because if you think about it, his backstory is like crazy. Yeah. He's got but such they don't, a deep backstory, yeah. but they don't. But they didn't do anything with it, which yeah. is uh, kind of sad. I think, to be honest, I obviously I love him in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I love him in Infinity War. Not a fan of him in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, I mean, although he has some funny lines, it's like it's my main problem with that film is just it just gets too stupid. Uh, the 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 amount of times they want to make people laugh, but um, uh, and Drax. I just like, yeah, he was a solid character. I wish exactly. they had given and, him I mean, some Dave was brilliant. Yeah, he was. He was perfect for the role, I think. Yeah, yeah. I can see that he wants to leave, though. I think, yeah. and I mean, another another thing I saw him say was, uh, most of these things you have, you get three solo films, or you get like three films in your franchise. You do the Avengers films between that, then you leave, because mm. that's what yeah. Iron Man did. Well, actually, no, he he. Uh, that's what uh, RDJ stayed for a bit longer, and Chris Evans, obviously Thor's staying for longer. But yeah, to be honest. I'm kind of glad. Well, I'm not glad, but I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm relieved that some people are leaving because it's getting to the point. It's like there are such a ridiculous amount of characters out there, especially yeah. when they're just like lumping There's... on like 10 Eternals. Yeah. It's, it's like, like how, how are they going like, to sustain gotta... how are they going to sustain mm, the universe got... as satisfied as And the way they're doing yeah. that. Yeah. The way they're doing that, it looks like is by doing lots of different films that have like an Avengers level ensemble cast. Mm. We see it in Love and Thunder. We see it in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. We see it in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a it's cool. It's a it's an interesting one because I feel like I feel like some I feel like a lot of the uh, cast should probably leave at some point. There are some of them that are knocking them out for a while. Yeah. It, although it's sad, I think I think it's probably a good thing, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see more Guardians gone. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I feel like there's going to be a death in the third Guardians of the Galaxy film. Oh, I couldn't handle if Drax died. Not, he probably will, though, Drax. won't he? Maybe, yeah, he might. Or he might, like, leave to go to a different thing. Or who knows? Or I just really hope... Maybe some time... Not... Say Rocket I... doesn't die. Please. Oh, no, yeah. No, Rocket. No, Rocket. Please. Rocket's such a good character that they need to keep him. Yeah. But, yeah. I love um, Rocket. Uh, also, one last thing is... David Bautista also revealed that he wants to play uh, Bane inside. Oh, yeah, he said that a while ago, but that that would be so cool. That would be pretty cool. Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, He needs, like, 
He needs to do that. They so they need to get him in on Bane. Yeah, would be pretty cool. So yeah, that is the news for today. Um, hope you enjoyed this segment. Um, time for the next segment where we are going to give our list of the top ten most iconic roles that uh, are irreplaceable by the actor. I don't know if that makes sense. But basically, if another actor played the roles that we're going to list off, then the characters wouldn't be the same. And the basically, the character, the actors who do play these roles were born to play that role, and nobody else could do it better. So, Indeedy. Yeah, let's get straight into it. Who is at our number... T- we have 10, by the way, so... Who is that? Number 10. Number 10. Are, are these ranked? These are, I don't know. These aren't ranked. They're just, they're sort of ranked. Yeah. Sort they're of sort ranked, of, but not. Anyway. We're just counting. Okay. Yeah. Don't take any mind of where they're placed. Yeah. Okay. Charlie Chaplin as the tramp across pretty much all his films. What a legend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just, the, whole he's just point, got, the physical yeah. theater on him is amazing. Exactly. Plus the whole point, the Charlie Chaplin films are Charlie Chaplin films. Like, nobody else could be Charlie Chaplin. Nobody else could do the roles that Charlie Chaplin plays in the same way that he plays them. Also, like, like the, it's such an iconic look of, of having the tramp with the moustache, with the hat, yeah. with the cane, and his face as well. It's just, it's... I could, I could not see anybody play any role that Charlie Chaplin has ever played in terms of physical yeah. theatre on film, it's up there as some yeah. of the best ever. He's, he's, it's just amazing. He could, like, um, it's amazing how much emotion and uh, and like funniness and things like that that he that in his movies he can display without even speaking in most of them. In some yeah, it's just speak, ridiculous. But, you know, he's, yeah. he's just he's just a legend. Cool. Yeah, like completely irreplaceable. So yeah, um, number ten or bullet point one or whatever you want to call it, Charlie Chaplin as the Tramp. Number nine, I think this is pretty much the most iconic role in the entire universe. Played. Yeah, I mean, he did. Probably, he did, he was in the best film of all time. So. Exactly. It probably yeah. the best actor of all time playing this character as well. Um, Indeed. It's it, yeah. It's obvious. needs no introduction. It's it's Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. Like, tell me one role that is better than Mr. Bean and tell me one actor that could replace Mr. Bean. Exactly. You can't, can you? No, you just can't. It like it's literally I think it, once again, like Charlie Chaplin, he's got the physical theatre and that yeah. those facial expressions he does. Yeah. I think amazing. on a like on a more serious note, like actually though. I can't see anybody else playing Mr. Bean. He's oh he's yeah, just, yeah no. I was being totally serious. I yeah. was being totally serious. There. No, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. no, but still, it's like, it's, yeah, it's up. It's like it's basically everything we said for Charlie Chaplin applies for Rowan Atkinson as Mr. Bean. Like, he 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 plays the ro- role perfectly. That role is the Rowan Atkinson role. Like nobody else could ever play Mr. Bean. And I'd like to give a shout out also to his performance as Johnny English because I love that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he know. did. Yeah, he <laughs> did do. I could see somebody. I don't know who. I could see someone else playing Johnny English. Oh, no. Uh, but, may, maybe, but yeah, Mr. But, Bean. But but yeah, like he that yeah. is a really good role that he played. Just the the eyebrows. Yeah, the eyebrows. The really bro- curved eyebrows. 
And like in the greatest movie of all time, Mr. Bean's Holiday, all of those scenes that he does with those, uh, uh, when he's looking at the kid or whatever, and he does all those funny expressions, or he, <laughs> he puts the, the uh, um, what are they called? Um, he he tries to stay up, yeah, yeah, toothpicks, yeah, in yeah, his he eyes. Puts the toothpicks yeah. in his eyes yeah. while driving. It's like, yeah. like, it's just so good. It, it's like, you cannot yeah. beat it. It's just quality. what a film, probably exactly. the best of all time. Not gonna lie, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, Miss, yeah, Mr. Bean Johnny English is just, yeah, so, iconic yeah. and brilliant. The other one, yeah, Rowan Atkinson is Mr. Bean, who is number eight slash bullet point number three. eight is. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Great actor, great character, great, great performance. Act, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think I think for this one, it's like it's like try and picture someone else being Wolverine. It, it doesn't work. Like also exactly. he's 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 the perfect build for 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 Wolverine. He's not super tall. He's not this huge, looming muscle guy, but he also is is the right height. He's got a lot of muscle. He's got a good physique, and he he's able to con- he's able to portray the character like perfectly. Like he's got the weight. Exactly. Yeah. He and he's, he's got, got the presence yeah, he's got the as weight well. of the character. He's got the presence yeah. of the yeah. He, he's he's I think he's yeah. He, I don't. I think that is the Hugh Jackman role. I think nobody yeah. else. Like, and no I don't. I, that's why I think. That's why I think. Even even when they bring the X Men into the MCU, they should never put yeah. Wolverine in it. They should never put Wolverine in. Definitely, because nobody could. I mean, they're ever, going to, but they, they shouldn't. They probably will. Let's be honest. But nobody. And if they could do, ever should, replace if they do, it better be either Tom Hardy or Henry Cavill. But yeah, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy was our was our um, pick if we had to recast. Um, yeah, but we don't want to. We, yeah, I, we, we don't want, want to. We want Wolverine never be never be in the film icon. again. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's number eight bullet point three. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, next number one. seven or bullet um, point four for yeah, going with exactly is um, uh, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah, as as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, this is probably a Samuel personal favorite. And honestly, yes, I do really like Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. So he just loves. I mean, about Mark Hamill himself, he just loves Star Wars, which is great to see because a lot of (laughs) a lot of actors don't really like it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I think he's just he's just. I mean, I'll be honest, he's a little bit whiny in the first one, but that's because George Lucas wrote the dialogue. Um, But I think (laughs) you just you just get this you just get this great journey from farm boy to a Jedi. Exactly across the three films, I'd even argue across into the Last Jedi. Um, Yeah. Actually, like, maybe not. Admit, but no. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think it's like I think it's just a classic, you know. You can't like you can't you you po- you possibly could see a different person playing Mark Hamill. Uh, and, nah. Playing Luke Skywalker. No, you. It's it, it could. I could see somebody else playing Luke Skywalker. But the uh, but Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker is just iconic. Like there's no, not really much else to say. It's just like, it's yeah. a staple. Look, you character. just, you just like see you him. Can't... You just see him standing on the sand dune, looking out over exactly. the, across the twin suns, and it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's just great, great performance. 
Yeah. Great guy as well. He seems like a really nice guy, Mark Hamill. Yeah. So, yeah, that is bullet point four or number seven. Um, Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Number six or bullet point five, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Um, so, so perfect. Like, <laughs> like, oh my, like, he's so good. Just he's so about iconic. It. All yeah. the classic, all the classic iconic bits, like the, the big doors closing down, he slides under it. And yeah, then he just reaches in to put his hat, the hat. hat in. It's, it's like, like, yeah, and it's like he's it's he was born for that role, like, and it's so such an iconic role that even though they're making a fifth movie, and by the time it's released, he'll be eighty, he's still playing uh, Indiana Jones. It's got. I'm it, sure it'll be good, but it, I just no. So I'm not worried. talking about the movie. I'm just talking about the character right now. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah, <laughs> like it, it's just it just proves how iconic Harrison Ford is Indiana yeah. Jones is. They could even recast with, like, Indiana Jones, but they couldn't. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Even though he's so yeah. old, they still can't because nobody else could ever yeah. do it. it. Especially with like the fourth film, even though the fourth film isn't actually that good. Well, no, it's all right, but it's not as good as the original three. Yeah, it has. It's still it's still like it's still like you, it still feels like Indiana, even though the story is very different to the other three. It still feels like Indiana Jones just because. Harrison just Ford's because Harrison Ford, of... yeah, exactly. Even yeah, though skeletons. they've got all these new characters, they've got um, what's his name as um, as his son. Oh, what's the name of that actor? Shia um, LaBeouf. Yes, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Sorry, not Shia yeah. LaBeouf. Sorry, Shia. <laughs> no, sorry, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. But yeah, <laughs> I think that's Shia... what we need to call it. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, possibly in the one, like, it could even be the most iconic role of all time. But yeah, who is next up? Next up is the legendary, sorry, my phone's not loading. I mean, the legendary Ian McKellen as Gandalf in the I, Middle Earth films. Oh my That God. voice and the staff and the costume. The and the costume, everything, the face, you know, you cannot see yeah. anybody else doing anything that Gandalf does. And it's does. just the the sweet yeah. humor. Exactly. It's just like the subtle cute. It's just like absolutely perfect. Yeah, there there couldn't have been a better choice as Gandalf. Like, it couldn't have been any better. Like you, yeah. uh, all the scenes he's in, it's just like even if it's just like he's in the background, he's not even speaking. He's still like. Everything he does is iconic, and every yep. and and it's literally like you think you think wizards, you think Ian McKellen as Gandalf, like you don't even think of not Dumbledore. this Dumbledore rubbish. Yeah. You, you think Dumbledore. you think Ian McKellen but, like, as you Gandalf. You think Ian McKellen as Gandalf, and yeah, I think I think also I think uh, Harrison Ford and Ian McKellen are possibly uh, the to the two perfect actors yeah i think there's a couple others two two later on on this list actually to be honest yeah i think all of all of them from now well from harrison ford are all like perfect anyway yes it it's great it's just okay so basically next one up uh we have one two three four left including this Basically, it is the one, the only Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. Like, 
bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's such like you think you think what what a what what's an iconic role in cinema? You think you think you think you think Jack Sparrow. Like it's such a big franchise, such a big um uh, um like event watching the movies, <laughs> I guess, and it's all topped off with Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. And I think him with his quirkiness, with his, I don't know, his, the way he acts. His voice. And the way he. I like his looks. voice. Yeah, his voice as well. Because he doesn't, he doesn't well. go yeah, down definitely. the conventional pirate voice. He does his own thing, which is really cool. Yeah. It's literally like, yeah, you cannot. It, I think for all of these roles, you just can't picture anybody else. Yeah. And it's like. Like imagine a different voice saying, "Where's the rum?" Or yeah. you cannot. It just wouldn't work. And and yeah, I think in the end, it's just very iconic. So now, yeah, our last last three. Who have we got? As Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Just from yeah. start, like if if he wasn't good in that first little mid-budget superhero Iron Man film in two thousand and eight. It, the Marvel Cinematic Universe wouldn't be what it is now. Like everything about that performance in Iron Man is basically perfect. Like I just think you can't you can't really fault him at all for anything in that film. He's just from the off, per, per, like perfect. You get you get a little like there's there's not there's none of this settling in thing. He's just there. It's Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. has bought has bought in the gravitas. He's basically playing himself, which is what I enjoy about it. But then he's also he's just got all the all the depth. But yeah, I just he's yeah. iconic. Yeah. Iconic. He's, he's got that. He's got that look. He's got that style. Exactly. He's got the charisma. The. It's like, can you confidence. see anyone else in the red and gold Iron Man suit? No. Exactly. No. Like if they ever recast and... Iron Man, that'll be the stupidest thing ever. If they ever reboot yeah, Iron Man, that'll yeah. be the stupidest thing ever. They just can't do and it. Also, it's like even though they considered what's his name, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks, no Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, yeah, <laughs> Tom, no. Tom, Tom Cruise, Hanks uh, as, as uh, Iron Man would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shoot you in yeah. the butt talks. <laughs> that that would be amazing. <laughs> if we ever make merch. That's gonna have to yes, be. Yes, we'll yeah. make we'll make a Forrest Gump okay. is uh, Iron Man. By the way, Forrest Gump yeah, might appear okay. on this list. Just just wait. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I'll shoot you in the butt. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, um, yeah. I think um, Robert Downey Jr. was perfect. Also, it's like he was he had basically failed his acting career. Yeah. And and Iron Man just saved him. It was like I mean he like he he was basically was, in Tony's position. Well, t- Tony's story is very similar to his, where he just goes through yeah, a really big period yeah. of like drugs and alcohol. Fake. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. legend. It's just so great. Uh, um, that story. It's got such a like, and it's not even about what he brings to the character. It's what happens like off screen as well. Yeah. It, it, it just brings so much. What a legend! So much. And, like, what a like. That is, there's no, there's, that is, that, there's no, that's the reason basically that you had everyone yeah. crying and cheering in the cinema in Endgame. Exactly. Like, and if let me just, let me just give some honorable mentions. The MCU never would have exactly. been, like, you think about it, superhero movies, 
dominate the box office. Oh yeah, they're the only things. They're the only things that get the big money. Exactly, and the, I, in my opinion, it wouldn't be like that. If oh yeah, Iron Man didn't have Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that year, two thousand and eight, for for superhero movies was absolutely massive. We got Iron Man and we got The Dark Knight, the two superhero films that just changed the genre. Um, obviously, you exactly. had different changes before, but Iron Man, Iron Man was was like. Here we are. We're going to start a shared universe. We've lost the rights to our best characters. We're just going to start a shared universe with a random guy. And it worked. And to this day, it is the only shared universe that has worked first go with that no has faults. It's ever worked so well. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think, yeah, it, yeah his, his performance is absolutely unbelievable as it. He's got all the humor and the weight. And yeah, as I said, there's a reason everyone cried in Endgame. There's a reason when his name came up in the credits, everyone like went mad. And and I think you could you can talk about other iconic roles in the MC in the in in the MCU itself. You've got obviously Chris Hemsworth as uh, Thor. You've got Chris Hemsworth as Captain America, and obviously it's like Chris Pratt. Chris as Pratt, Pratt all the Chris's. Well, I would yeah. <laughs> let's just include all the Chris's. Um, uh, and yeah, I just think that they've got the whole and that none of that would have happened without Robert Downey Jr. And his like he's like when you see the interviews, he's always like he pretends he's the the mum of the MCU. He's like yeah, yeah. he's he just yeah, yeah you know he's, he's just great. yeah he is what made the MCU the MCU exactly. So and you've got yeah. of course all the all the iconic stuff. And if you just think about it, just think of the scene in Endgame of Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America fighting Thanos. It's like how did that happen? Yeah. You've got three characters who each had a separate trilogy of three films. Who caused iconic roles, but had already met each other in like two or th- in three uh, team up movies against a villain who'd had a movie about himself whilst being teased for 20 films and it worked. Yeah. It's like, how on earth did that happen? Robert Downey Jr. And it's all, it's, yeah, it's, it's well, all. Well, I mean, Kevin Feige had a little bit and stuff there. But yeah, yeah Robert Downey but, Jr. You know. is, is just the, he's, he was the figurehead of the MCU and it is, it's, it's horrible to think he's gone now. Like, well, he's not gone, obviously, but he's not yeah. in the MCU anymore. It's but like, as how are they gonna? Yeah, it's just like, how does that work? Yeah, like you cannot think like the next uh, team up movie. It's like, how is it gonna work without yeah. without Iron Man? And there? what you see, like, what you what yeah. we've already seen is every single thing after the uh, after Endgame has been paying has been has paid homage either to. Um, Iron Man or Captain America, they're the big two losses. And it's like, yeah. how are they going to get over that? Because they're so iconic. And obviously, Robert Downey Jr. is uh, he's the one we're talking about. But yeah, it's like, yeah. how on earth are they going to go over that? Even in the Eternals trailer, they name drop both those characters because they're so big and iconic. And uh, yeah, I, I just perfect. Yeah. We should move on to number two now, though. What is number two left? We mentioned yes. it a second ago. Yeah, Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump. Oh. It's like, can you ever see anybody else talking about peas and carrots and Jenny and, and uh, buttocks and everything? Yeah, uh, so the like, qu- yeah, just get ready. There might be a few Forrest Gump quotes in this in this, in yeah, this episode. The quotes, bro. The most you quotable film of all time. We go together like yeah. peas and carrots. Yeah, and like, who brought that? Tom Hanks. Exactly. Like, there's not like, yeah, no. If I went anywhere, I was running. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's it's, yeah, it's literally classic. like it's like if it wasn't Tom Hanks and said those words, it, it wouldn't be a quote. You know the crazy thing is, <laughs> yeah, I, they I I heard I'm not sure, 
I'm not actually sure if this is true, but I think he was their second choice for Forrest Gump. I know. I mean, the who thing is, is the first guy? It's like there are so many movies that the person who's the main character, the actor, was the second choice or the third choice, I know. Or fourth choice, or the blah, fifth blah, choice. Blah, 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 Guess who got offered without it? Without them, it never. Guess who got offered it? Who got offered it? Bill first. Murray. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. He'd be all right, but no one, no one, like no. I'd, I'd say this is the most. I'd say Forrest Gump is the most irreplaceable role of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, because the yeah. the one that's number one on this list that I actually would put number one, my favorite and um, my favorite performance of all time, that that's a role that is constantly being recast and that works for that role. But Forrest Gump, yeah. that is just I I, uh, I would say and that like is... I do see yeah I do see where they're coming from with Bill Murray, but but like even if he was, he wouldn't have brought that same energy to the set. Exactly, and just the... the thing with Bill Murray is he's very he's very cocky in all his roles. He's very exactly flamboyant or whatever. Whereas with like, Forrest, with Forrest, you just Tom have Hanks, the yeah. you just have the sweetness, and Tom Hanks exactly. is just OP at that. You know, in the book that it was based exactly. on, he's actually not very nice, the character, <sighs> and it's like, how does that even work? I mean, so think people... of it like Disney movies. You have any idea how dark the original stories were? Yeah, just, exactly. Like, it messes up. Yeah, people people say childhood. that the people say that the the, uh, the Forrest Gump film is like a million times better than the book, and the book isn't even that good. Mm. <laughs> He goes to space in the book. Yeah. Like, what even is that? Wait, what the? I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, the power of cinema. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, but I yeah, yeah. To be honest, it's it. Oh, I just I love 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 this film. It's one of my favorite films of all time, and I just love Tom Hanks in the role. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, number Tom one. Hanks, first gone. You could you probably or seen this coming. One, whichever. Because you, if you he know how much me and Lev love The Dark Knight. Yeah. Then Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Oh, every it's like, I man. I find myself watching a scene with him in it pretty much every day on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. It's like every it, it makes sense. every you can tell that this guy locked himself in a room perfecting the character for like yeah. three weeks to get it exactly this good. Like the dedication to the role. I know. It's like he and... he literally got Christian Bale to punch him. It's like yeah. and I mean, it's like... do you want to be punched by Christian Bale? I don't want to be punched by Christian Bale. <laughs> it's like. And it's like also it's like this dude who was from a knight's tale who did all these romance movies yeah he was the he was the he was the heartthrob was, suddenly he's yeah, the most scary serial killer the... of all time actually hannibal lecter would have something to say exactly. about that but he's one of the but, most you know, scary um serial yeah. killers of all time like, you would never see it coming oh and no every line though, every though, like, single like, line is perfect yeah. that he does it like yeah it's just yeah and the, oh. all of the mannerisms he has, I know. The licking the face, you know, licking the lips. The... You know where that came from? It's because he, yeah, like, he, he, yeah, because they're, yeah, prosthetics they're prosthetics, and he was. Stay on his and mouth. at first, yeah. he wasn't planning to do it, and then he, and then he kept doing it because it found it annoying. But then suddenly, he was like, yeah. "Hang on, this could work." And yeah. it's just that dedication, isn't it? And the voice and the laugh. Oh, when he the walks in and meets throat. the mob, when he's like, "Who, who, yeah. he?" It's like that yeah. shouldn't work, but it does. It's like, ah, this yeah. guy is terrifying. It's, and it's just like the he, voice, bro. The voice. It's like uh, oh everything is gosh. like, in my opinion, this is the best performance in any movie. Mm. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely yeah. think it is. I, it's so good. It's just, yeah. I can't find like, the performance with things like, like. Joaquin Phoenix and um, what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name from Jack Nicholson? Nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, they both did great 
yeah, yeah. Uh, roles. But 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 Heath was just the perfect one. You couldn't have asked for more. There wasn't any like there just wasn't anything. It's like the unpredictableness and the frenzy. Because when you see him fight, he's like, it's like this this has no order. And it just it just creates for one of the most psychological superhero films of all time. And I mean, Mm. I don't there there aren't enough words to say how good the performance is in this. He's amazing. The thing is, it's like with things like Joker, the point of it is is to mess you up psychologically. But with Dark Knight, it's a it's a Batman film. But the Joker messes you up psychologically, and he also messes <laughs> up the Batman yeah. psychologically. Yeah. You can see when he exactly. says, "You're just a you're just garbage that kills for money." You can see in his eyes he doesn't believe that. He knows he isn't a garbage that kills for yeah. money. It, it's just, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely one of the most, if not the most, iconic roles of all time. Yes. So that's the end of the main segment for yes. today. We got to stick a pin in it. Sorry. Preview. Yeah, but next episode guys yes we are going to be interview our first ever interview we are going to be interviewing stephen hunter who played uh, the dwarf bomber in the hobbit trilogy so looking forward um, to it. very excited unbelievable yeah, really. very very, very cool. excited yeah uh and um so yeah look forward to next episode uh we're gonna be it's we're not gonna have any news or franchise frenzy we're just gonna have like a, a small mini interview with stephen hunter um, go follow him on Instagram. Uh, also, follow us on Instagram at the underscore cinema podcast. Um, uh, if you want to like participate in some polls and uh, things like that, well, I'm going to start uh, being more active on the Instagram page. And uh, also join the Discord server if you want to chat with us. Um, it's linked in the description below. And uh, that's it from me. That's it from me as well. So uh, as as we say every week. Watch movies. Watch movies. Yay.